what is the right decision to make? What what do I do? And the feedback that I've got from most people is, if you make a decision for yourself, it's never going to be the wrong decision. You're always going for the best thing for you at that time. And that's never going to end badly. And if it ever does go somewhere where you weren't expecting it to, then cool, cool. You're still, you can still change. You can still decide that the next decision that you're going to make is going to be different. No? Welcome to the Happy Clients Podcast, brought to you by Dot and Company. Whether you're a virtual assistant, an agency owner, or a client-facing account manager, we all deal with clients. Lucky for you, client management is what we do best. Now, let's dig in, chat cam life, and have some fun along the way. Here's to Happy Clients. In today's episode, we have Charlotte Powley. CEO and founder of Powwow Media based in Auckland, New Zealand. Charlotte has a super awesome take on agency life from how to make intuitive decisions on hiring or bringing on new clients and how to grow your agency on your terms. In this episode, you will learn how Charlotte accidentally started her agency and her best tips to getting advice because we all know as an agency owner, we experience things that our nine to five friends never will. This is a must listen if you're new to agency life or if you want to learn what it's like growing an agency on the other side of the globe. Okay, so let's introduce you to Charlotte. Usually the story goes, nobody likes to sit in a cubicle or an office and work nine to five. I want to know also why you're an entrepreneur. So my family is quite entrepreneurial. Um, Do you remember Pokemon cards? Yeah. I'm living them right now. My daughter's obsessed. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. Buy all of them. Okay. <laughs> Buy all of them. It's a yeah. great idea. So basically, my, my parents had a business that was cigarette card framing. And we used to go to shows, like to country fairs. Do you remember those cigarette cards? It's like old and old and olden days. In old packets of cigarettes, you used to get like a little card. And it was like a, a set. You, there were like collectibles and like a set of golf people or farm animals or um, a football team and things like that. So they're really, 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 really old, quite fragile. And my dad would go to auctions and buy them and then my parents would frame them basically. And they were really like highly collectible. And so we'd go around on the weekends and go to like country fairs and things like that and be in that, like the, the crafts tent. And so we were, we were constantly like doing little hustles, like my brother and I, like dog walking and things like that. And then the Pokemon cards came out and we, because my dad had a bit of an obsession with buying things, (laughs) (laughs) the boxes of the boxes. And then we'd go and like sort them and stuff and put them into the things. And then my brother started trading them and stuff at school and then started selling them. Hmm. And then it got to the point where my parents were like, well, this is actually really cool. And why don't we give you a stand at at the fairs? And so we had like a little corner stand and we did like, you could buy like shinies, you could buy a lucky dip bag. So it was like three cards for like three pounds or something like that. And in one weekend we made 4,000 pounds. It was ridiculous. And we were like nine and seven, like I was nine and my brother was seven. And then um, and us on a little like side hustle table made that. So I think that it was, it's always kind of been a thing. But in terms of my agency, I went to uni quite late. I decided that I want to go back to uni, wanted to go back to uni. And so I did marketing and market research. 
and then finished that degree and then I moved directly to New Zealand to work for an agency and I was here for a year the plan was to be here for a year and then go home but I loved it and I decided that I wanted to stay and when the time came to renewing that visa my boss fell pregnant and decided that she didn't want the business anymore I decided that I was going to stay no one would give me a job because I only had like three months of work left that I was allowed to do on my visa and so no one would give me a job for three months like no one would sponsor me to get that work visa for three months and then um, a friend of mine who's an architect who has his architectural business said you can start your own business on a working holiday visa and I was like no you can't he said yeah you can and so I called immigration the next day and they were like yep yeah, you you can do that and then you can kind of like the business can kind of sponsor you oh. you're the only one that can do that job the following day I registered the business <laughs> And started out like that. So it was kind of an accidental beginning. Long-term plans for me was like, oh yeah, five years from now, I'll start a business, start thinking about what I could do. But for the moment, like I wanted to get experience. And then it just it just happened like that. It was just the be- best option at that, at that moment. So I was like, well, just do it. <laughs> and that, that's how it happened. That's cool. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. You just made it work. Just like yeah. I want to stay here, so I'm gonna start a business. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna send Taylor to New Zealand. So I know. I was just gonna say maybe all New Zealand <laughs> to New Zealand. So Charlotte, tell us about Powwow Media and what is your specialty when it comes to clients, marketing, and all the things that you guys do over at Powwow. Okay, and um, so right from the start, I kind of didn't have a defined niche my kind of strategy the whole way through has been just pick clients that I like. Pretty much everything that we've had so far in terms of clients has been through referrals. And so there have been some that have been amazing, some that haven't been as amazing. And we've kind of just cherry picked, especially like maybe not so much in the first year. In the first year, it was definitely just, let's just grow. But um, more, more now, we can kind of like pick and choose who we want to work with. So it's not so much about the actual niche itself and about the actual industry that they're in, more about the person. Because at the end of the day, we have a, a process that we follow, you know, and, and marketing across the board is you follow a similar kind of process, right? Obviously, the ads are going to be different at the, like, the implementation stage, but like the ideas and things are going to stay the same. And so we've just valued the client, basically. Which, which means that when it comes to having like client management relationships and things like that, it's way easier because we've just picked really nice people that we like as people. So that's, that's kind of how, how like the niche definition or like the industry has kind of been defined. Yeah. And I think that it speaks to what kind of marketer you are, that you feel comfortable taking on any client. You're up for any challenge. And as long as they kind of fit with your values, it's a fit. Yeah, 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 pretty much. And um, I mean, like I say, you can kind of apply the same theories to everything. The end goal is to make sure that you have a happy customer at the end of it on, on their behalf, right? And so whether or not it takes a little bit more time to kind of put that strategy together. Charlotte, when you're picking a client, what's like the, like, do you look at the brand? Do you look at the person, the personality, the history? Like, what are sort of the guidelines to picking the perfect client to work with that's so relevant even for us with client account management right what are the qualities that you're looking for when you're hand selecting these people so in terms of brand 
obviously there needs uh, not so much the brand but the product needs to be something that we believe that we can we can sell or we believe that we can promote so first of all like ethically we, we feel comfortable doing so but more from like a, a market point of view it they have had sales in the past and you know it's, it's like a proven proven product and then in terms of um client picking based on kind of their their personality there's no specific criteria so we've been doing like we've been doing process building in the last kind of couple of months and there is no like criteria around that it's just pretty much a, a feeling it's kind of like going with your gut instinct and also making sure that they know what we do because we've had an instance recently where it was a referral and, and we, we went through everything we went through the entire onboarding process we went through like they signed up they wanted to work with us we were doing content creation and ads for them and then it got to the point where we delivered them the content strategy and like the content plan and all of all of the content like all of the photography all of the videos all of like the copy for them to approve and and they were like what's content <laughs> and it was like what like how have we got to the stage where we're here like that's the question mm -hmm. that should come up when we're having like the initial meeting as to whether or not we want to work together and they just didn't have any idea about about social media nothing wrong with that at all they just didn't have any clue and so that meant that the work that we'd done wasn't as as valued and wasn't as kind of understood and so I think that that's definitely something that we've kind of integrated now into that process of, of selecting who we want to work with making sure that they actually know what we do and so that that's a really simple example of it but it's pretty important especially when it comes to ads understanding that process a little bit and kind of giving a little bit of education around that I think is really important too I think what that's super valuable because we and it falls a lot on client account managers or just like seeing that sort of relationship you know like when they don't really know what's happening or what they're talking about and you kind of have to like explain things that might take up time and it's just because they're not understanding or the trust is not there. So I think that is super valuable in terms of working with people who trust the process, know the process, know what content is. <laughs> Charlotte, in your career, when you started out to where you are now, what are some of the things that you've really enjoyed doing or where you've totally crushed it for clients? And what are some of the things that maybe you will steer away from in terms of is it lead gen? Is it e-com? What are the things you really love to do? I personally love e-commerce. I, I, I just like the, the immediateness of it. Like the fact that you can see a direct return on ad spend. I really like that because it's, it makes it very simple to manage that client expectation because you know what they've put in and what they've got out, you know? Right. And so there's no kind of process around having to to, to collate a lot of information from different places. It's, it's quite simple and it's quite direct. So I personally love um, e-commerce, but we've just found that we've got way more lead generation clients. And that's just happened. Something that's been a big positive for me is kind of discovering and accepting, which is also thanks to that, the book that we're reading at the moment, Rocket Fuel. Yeah. That I like being, I love whiteboards. I'm obsessed with whiteboards. I, I've got a massive blackboard that, that we've painted here in the office. I love like the planning and the getting ideas from clients and pulling things out of their brains that they might not necessarily be able to do by themselves. I love that part of it. But then putting together the document that houses all of that, I'm really bad at that. 
I'm really, really bad at that. And so the visionary. That, yeah, yeah. And so I think that having a team, even even if it's a small team, having someone that can that kind of compliments you on the things that you're not so good at is is really, really important. Like I hired quite, I don't know, maybe relatively quickly, a year into the agency, a year and a half into the agency. And at that point, and there was a full-time employee. And at that point, I probably could have managed things still by myself, but I knew where my kind of, like my, what I was missing. And I knew that I couldn't find that in me. And I didn't enjoy finding it in me. Like you can do it, but if you don't enjoy it, then what's the point? The whole point of us building this business is so that we can enjoy life a little bit more and have a little bit more freedom. So there's no point putting yourself in situations where you're not enjoying it, um, you know? So yeah, that was something that was a, a big risk, but paid off just kind of like knowing your strengths and being very aware of your weaknesses more than potentially more than your strengths and yeah. kind of building around that. Yeah. And I think a lot of agency owners have this huge stress when they go to go from just them to hiring someone, right? Like kind of taking that first leap, like that first step, and then it gets easier and easier and easier. But for you, like, of course, it sounds like your motivation was more so more than just financial. It was actually like, if you were going to grow this into a bigger business, you had to get out of that seat and kind of hire someone who was better than you. So tell us about that experience. I just did it, to be honest. <laughs> I was quite sure for a while, for about six months, that I was ready, like I was going to be ready to, to, to hire someone at that point. And I actually ended up hiring a girl that I used to work with um, at our old agency. So that kind of, for me, I think that was a big difference. I think if I'd had to hire someone kind of random, that would have been quite different. And maybe my kind of anxiety around that situation would have been different. I think that's 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 pretty true and pretty fair. Um, but the fact that I already knew her, I already knew her, I know her work ethic, I know kind of that I can trust her. I know our relationship is 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 strong. Like there's a friend, there's a base of friendship there. Um so I think that probably made it really, really easy just having that. But I know that that's not necessarily something that can translate to, I don't know, a, a process. <laughs> Hi, your friend. Yeah, it sounds like you have a really good intuition almost, Charlotte. Like you really trust kind of that gut feeling. And Taylor and I actually do that a lot. Just, you know, just like a basic sort of intuition of, does this kind of feel like a good fit? Does it feel right? Does it feel... Um, you know, like it's going to work out, which I think is important to listen to. And, um, you know, don't, maybe don't make all your decisions based on that gut feeling, but sort of that initial intuition really does um, make sense sometimes. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I agree 100%. I think that we um, sometimes try and override that intuition with theory, but sometimes you can't. And I'm actually studying, I started a master's degree in neuromarketing. And so I've just started it like last week, but it's very, very interesting to learn like how a little bit more about how the brain works and how like that intuition is real. Like you've got neurons throughout your body, you've got neurons in your stomach. So that kind of like mind body connection isn't mind and body. It's like, it's more like the mind is literally embodied. I don't know, I, I like that stuff. I'm kind of a bit of a nerd around that, but um. But I think, yeah, we should give intuition a lot more credit. 
Yeah. Maybe we'll have you on the podcast again when you're further in there. Cause that's like a really cool topic. Yeah. So once, once you're the expert, Charlotte, we'll have you on again. And I think like, I struggle with that too. Almost like comparing things and being like, oh, well, this person said to do this, but in your gut, you know, that you need to go in the complete opposite direction. And I think you're right. Like if you just kind of use your gut to steer you in the right direction, of course, with sound decisions of looking at your numbers, supported (laughs) decisions. But I think that's such a refreshing reminder that you can make decisions based on what you already know and what your gut is telling you. And if you just use that as your compass, you'll, you'll find your way. Yeah. Whoa, Taylor, super deep. So deep. (laughs) If you could name three things that the ideal client of yours would have, what would they be? Like the top three sort of check marks that you always look for when you're hiring on clients? A clear product, something that they know exactly what it is that they want to sell. Because I think a lot, we run into some issues sometimes when it comes to that onboarding process where there's a million different things. We've got to really narrow it down into like, no, let's just start with one. And then we can kind of kind of build on that willingness to learn um, as well, because obviously like digital marketing and, and Facebook ads is like can be different to to other traditional mm. like media outlets. And so having a, a bit of willingness to adapt to that situation is really important. It, it sounds really silly and it sounds really a little bit ridiculous, but just that they're a nice person and that I, I, we feel that we could have a positive conversation with them you know and that they're just a, a well-balanced human <laughs> we're working with people because at the end of the day everything is a, is a personal relationship every business relationship there's a person at the end of it whether it's a small chain or a really really long chain there's a person at the end of it and um, and so yeah we're also a really small team like there's there's three of us now and um, full-time in the office we do have a a physical office which I personally really really love and and so that kind of makes a massive difference because when we we work with clients that we meet in person we've got a couple that we have never met that's just been on zoom and but I think that that makes a difference as well like having that physical meeting because they kind of get to put it they, they see us as humans do you know what I mean it's not an agency that you've never met before, which I think kind of helps. Yeah. And I think that's, that's lacking of course in 2020, 2021 because of everything going on, but just businesses are going in that direction. I think people are start, starting to crave that in-person interaction. We see that with our team, even we just want to hang out and have a little glass of wine together and hang out, but it makes it really hard. Yeah. Being remote. Yeah, I mean, even to be like on the same page and sometimes that does happen when you're like in the same country Canadian versus even American or somebody across oceans just to kind of have maybe even that core values or that core sort of sense of community is I can see how that's valued for sure and how people who live in this world are all so remote like it's definitely an edge for sure for you and your agency Charlotte yeah I think that's a really important point like culture as well is something that I think we also overlook a little bit, you know, because it, it it does make a massive difference just in terms of like, even something as simple as expectations around time. New Zealand is 
has a culture where everyone is quite respectful and you don't typically get a phone call after hours you, you'll get an email or whatever but it will be there won't be any immediate expectation of a response so I think that kind of I don't know maybe that's an important thing to take into account as well when you come to working with clients just make sure that they align like culturally just as like on a personal level culturally with with, with you and what you can give if you were speaking with an agency owner who maybe is just getting started and they're just kind of getting getting their feet into agency life any advice that you would give someone just starting out yeah surround yourself with people that are great because and also if you can join some business owner groups and things like that because there are things that you'll experience that people in a, in a normal nine to five job in an employment job will never experience. I remember talking with a friend just before I was about to start my, or as I was starting my business and he was like, just be prepared for this moment where you've got invoices coming in and it was around money. And it was, um, be prepared for that moment where you've got money that you expect to come in and it's late. That feeling, that anxiety, that like, Ugh, like the feeling of dread especially if you've got things to pay out is um something that you, that happens and it's fine it's okay it's not the end of the world you aren't going to die but it will feel like it for a minute <laughs> um and so just kind of get some people around that can give you a little bit of context and can help you with their experience and just kind of help you like navigate the difficult parts of owning a business and having and, and being responsible for everything that kind of aligns with like mentorship like finding good people that have their own kind of tribe which is how you and I met through um through cat that I think that's really really important and just getting a little bit of perspective on where you're at and being a bit understanding with yourself and finally you know that Sheila Buff like gif where it's like just do it <laughs> just do it basically I think that's like sometimes I, I say it to myself and I do that and I'm like just do it because um, <laughs> I think we well me I'm a massive overthinker and I will like play out a million different scenarios of how things could, could go um that aren't even even real that haven't even happened um so I think when it comes to launching products, when it comes to like getting your funnel live, when it comes to reaching out to a new to a new prospect, just do it. It's likely not to end badly. <laughs> it's highly likely not to end badly. If anything, you'll get something really positive out of it or nothing will happen. And those are really good outcomes because in one case, you've got something really positive out of it. And in the other case, you've learned that that wasn't the path for you. Mm -hmm. Great, you know? It's yeah, that's something that I wish that I'd kind of discovered earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And to like have in your brain, and I think I'm I'm slowly learning this, even as we kind of hire and and you know expand and all this stuff, is that even when things don't go according to plan or they're not how you thought they would be, you kind of unpack it in a really positive way, and it takes you to something different, or it's a learning and. Next time you do this, you're going to do this differently. And I think just be op like open to all that mindset too, right? I'm um, 
currently so i'm english but i grew up in spain and i now live in new zealand my family is in spain my boyfriend is in spain and i'm kind of struggling now with that decision of whether or not i should move back right now because here we're in new zealand it's like it's the the, the best place on earth to be because we're covid free spain is not but it has all of the things that i want there apart from freedom <laughs> um <laughs> And so I've been having that conversation a lot, like what is the right decision to make? What what do I do? And the feedback that I've got from most people is if you make a decision for yourself, it's never going to be the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. You're always going for the best thing for you at that time. And that's never going to end badly. You know, yeah. and if it ever does go somewhere where you weren't expecting it to, then cool, cool. You still you can still change. You can still decide that the next decision that you're going to make is going to be different, no? Mm. Yeah, yes. I love that, Charlotte. It's it's just such an entrepreneurial vibe, right? That's how entrepreneurs have to like pivot and react. And and when you own your your life, but your agency and everything, you kind of have to just, yeah, I guess think like that sometimes, just to make those decisions. And yeah, not not all good, but not all decisions are good decisions, but at least maybe if there's learning that comes from it, then it turns out pretty okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, guys, this is getting, this is deep. <laughs> this is super deep. deep. <laughs> super deep for 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah, right? But I love that, Charlotte. Yeah. If we, I guess, I think that something like that, uh, not, I, I don't want to speak for you, Taylor, but we're learning as we go too. And, and this is why I love mm. talking to people in our podcast, right? Because, um, when you kind of talk to everybody and open up sort of that, that door to other people and other resources, it really like everybody does this or yeah, which is important when you're trapped in a house for a year and don't have anybody to necessarily physically <laughs> lean on. So yeah, it's nice. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Charlotte, where can people reach out and find you and connect with you further? Thank you so much for having me. Instagram is um, power underscore media. I think we'll link it maybe. Yep, um, we'll link it and then you can find me on LinkedIn, Charlotte Powley. Awesome, Charlotte. Thank you so much for coming. We're so excited to see Powell grow and all the wonderful things that you're delivering to digital marketing across the board. And until next time, we're always excited to chat more about digital marketing and we can't wait to chat again. Thanks so much. And again, make sure to go follow Charlotte, check out their website, which we will link below. And until next time, cheers to happy clients.